Hey everyone, this is Jason Sherman, CEO and co-founder of Instamore. And hey, this is Kristen LaSalle. I am the VP of Marketing and co-founder of Instamore. So today we're going to talk about how difficult and challenging it is to bootstrap your tech startup. Um, and if you don't know what the word bootstrap means, it's basically when you run a company, you start it from scratch, and you run it with no money. So you're literally um, you know, using the straps of your boots to keep you afloat and spare change from your sofa, money from your parents, eating ramen noodles, sleeping on a sofa bed, and doing whatever it takes to make your company successful without getting a large amount of funding from investors. So Kristen, why don't you tell me in your own words what it's been like for the past two years trying to run Instamore with very little money. Okay, so let me start off just by saying Instamore, our first little bit of funding was that me and Jason, we actually took a Mercedes Benz and sold it for $750. And with that $750, we paid a developer. We didn't have any money when we started. Well, when, so, you, when you say we took a Mercedes Benz, we didn't really take it. <laughs> a, a guy who owned the car dealership thought our idea was uh, really cool. And he says, I have an extra car. And whatever you sell it for, keep the money to help you hire a developer. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, so we definitely didn't have money when we started. We didn't have any idea how we were going to do this. We just knew we had a great idea and we had a whiteboard and we were going to make this happen. So with that first $750, we paid the developer. Then we went to friends of ours, business owners, family, and we told them about our idea. And selling an idea is like, wow, like, what do you think, Jason? Selling an idea and you don't have a product, how hard is that? Yeah, I mean, we had to come up with a whole bunch of documentation and PowerPoint presentation and kind of mock-ups of what the app was going to look like. And you basically have to help them vision what you're going to do with their money so they understand where the money's going. Um, it's, you know, kind of like selling um, a, a Kickstarter product where you show a video of what the product is and you're promising all these people some amazing new gadget um, and they're giving you the money to help you build it. Well, same goes for apps. You're asking people to give you money to help you realize your your dreams and actually create this platform. Um, and and bootstrapping a tech startup, pe people don't realize how difficult it is to um, you know marketing, hire developers when you don't have you know a million dollars in funding like Tinder and OkCupid and Plenty of Fish and all these other dating apps like Hinge who just got twelve million in funding and Coffee Meets Bagel that just got seven million dollars in funding. When you have like $10,000, you can't hire 10 programmers and 10 marketing specialists and 10 sales reps and, you know, 10 designers and 10 of everything because you have to do everything yourself with no money. And, and, and Kristen, what's it like managing a team of interns from college and just working together with the team that we do have without money? Well, in the beginning, when we first started Instamore and we tried to get interns, we were actually, when we raised our money, we were going to pay, you know, we were going to pay our interns because we wanted to give them an incentive to work for us. And no, we didn't get one phone call back. Nobody wanted to work for us because they didn't know who we were in a hole in a wall. <laughs> and they just didn't want to work for Instamore. And we did it ourselves. It was just me and Jason and Evan and our developers and basically no paychecks. Um, long hours, doing everything, learning things you didn't even know how to do. It's a learning experience and you have to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, I've had times where I literally couldn't pay my electric bill and the electric went off. And, and I know that sounds harsh, but it's real life. I've worked two jobs. I'm a single mom. So I'm working a full-time job. My mind's on Instamore all day and I'm working Instamore and I'm in a Slack room or a Trello trying to keep our documents 
you know, prepared with Jason and it's just really difficult. And for anyone that's in a startup and then they're a single parent, it's even more difficult because you have like three babies. So and for those of you who don't know what Slack or Trello is, uh, Slack is a communication tool that you can talk to all of your team members and Trello is a task management software where you can manage all of your tasks just in case you didn't know what she meant by Slack room and Trello. <laughs> so you, you heard Kristen just talk about a little about you know, not having electricity one day and I can't, I, you know, I can't speak for, for that, but I do know that for the past two years of running my startup, I've sacrificed making $100,000 a year as a programmer. And everyone on our team has sacrificed some sort of financial, um, you know, compensation for running a startup. And that's the first rule of bootstrapping your startup is you have to get money out of your head. When you run a company, it has nothing to do with money. It has to do with the vision. What do you foresee happening in the next year, two years, five years? Um, this company, when we first started it, you know, like Kristen said, it was just on a whiteboard. I just had made a couple of designs and, and now we have a, a live app with 150,000 users and we're constantly tweaking and optimizing the app. But we still don't make any money. We're still two years in with no paychecks. But that's not what drives us. What drives us is the potential that millions of people will start using our platform and finding relationships through real-time video much easier than these fake picture profile Tinder dates where girls just want free drinks on dates and free dinners. They don't really want you know, to, to find something substantial in the beginning. So that's kind of what drives us to mm -hmm. do the bootstrap. And any company you start, you need a foundation. You need an idea, some kind of vision and passion that drives your decisions as to why you're going to be sacrificing a paycheck, eating, you know, very cheap meals and not going out on a regular basis on the weekend, spending lots of money. You have to first and foremost, think about your company and what does your company need to grow? Absolutely. And that being, being said, Jason, like we basically had to sacrifice a lot. This is a lot of times where you have to get on an airplane last minute, sit on, you know, airplanes, sit in the airport, go places you don't really want to go, conventions for hours standing on your feet, walking to, you know, New York City. We had to walk miles because we were given the wrong address for an investment meeting. And it's just like we don't have the money to do this. But these investors expected us to come to these cities and come meet them and take airplanes and stay in hotels and stand there for hours and talk to them to get what we didn't get anything but this is what you have to do you have to go out there you have to put yourself out there you have like time is money and you have to go out there and put your time in you have to put your heart and just keep going and we were exhausted and to this day it's like the more that happens the more that goes on the more that we get like emails bombarding us it's almost like driving a car at first you're not really good at it you're kind of learning how to do it and then all of a sudden you're really good at it and it's easy it's like secondhand nature now we're like so used to it he was saying that you don't always get to go out you don't always get to do things but our team members are our best friends so when we are working we really enjoy what we do so it's like being with your friends all day long we do things we laugh we still go out and socialize but it's always together so we're always working 24 hours around the clock when we're with our friends and family we do events and family events together and we're working all day long it's it's really interesting how you just learn to kind of like change your whole lifestyle it really is a lifestyle yeah and, there, and there's no weekends in a startup so Saturdays and Sundays 
Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, whatever day it is, it doesn't matter. You know, we're working 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Some days are longer, some days are shorter. And like Kristen said, we still get to go out and hang out and have a good time. The cool thing is it's very flexible. So like today, a great, a great example today, we went to a meeting in Center City around 12 o'clock. It was a lunch meeting. And we got to talk to a PR firm. After that, we went to Chinatown and we had really awesome Thai food. We got to walk around in the sun a little bit, grab some coffee. And now we're here in the office uh, getting some more work done. So we didn't have to be stuck in the office all day. We were able to go to meetings in the city and enjoy the sun and get out a little bit for some fresh air. And then there's days where we sit in the office for 12 hours with our faces planted onto the computer screen, typing away, creating blogs, doing social media marketing, writing documentation getting business uh, documentation ready for investor pitches and any other kind of, uh, you know, piece of work that requires to be sitting in front of a desk. Mm -hmm. But like she said, it's flexible and we do have a lot of fun. I mean, building your own company and running it is probably the most fulfilling job you'll ever have because when you actually see the results happen in front of you, it's based on the hard work you put in. Whereas if you do hard work for a nine to five job, some corporate, you know, for Fortune 500 company, you get a paycheck, but the company gets all the, the rewards of what the work was that you did. And, and therefore, you don't really see it. And they don't really appreciate you. You're just a number to them. But in your own company, in your bootstrap tech startup, every single thing that you do that you know shows you some sort of positive result will make you feel that much better. So you know, to wrap this up, uh, you know, bootstrapping your tech startup, as you hear, it's not all fun and games. Uh, TechCrunch tech and Mashable and USA Today and you know, Wired Magazine, they, they like to um, make it look glamorous and, and, and amazing and so simple to get $20 million funding and billion dollar valuations. But in the end, um, it's very difficult. Out of every company you see out there that's gotten millions of dollars in funding, there are thousands out there that have no money. And, and that's usually the case. So, you know, don't get it twisted when you see these companies getting millions of dollars in funding. That is not the way it is. You have to learn how to bootstrap your startup and make sure to be effective and sacrifice as much as possible to be successful. Absolutely, Jason. And one more note, um, you're going to have to accept rejection. Rejection is part of having a startup or any company. You're going to hear a lot of no's. You're going to have a lot of restless nights where you feel disappointed. But in the end, that rejection also drives you. Every time you hear no, you work so much harder, so much faster. And it like the determination is in you just to like secede and show that everyone that said no, like here we are, we did it, we're not going to stop. And, and it'll make that yes feel so much better when it finally comes. So thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you check out our blog, blog.instamore.com. And don't forget to take our survey at survey.instamore.com to check out version 2.0 that's launching in a few weeks. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone.